Welcome to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. So when people buy a book from me, after that process completes, they get a form that asks a few questions, one of which is, do you have any more questions or questions that you're hoping this book will answer? Do you, um, and one of the other questions if, is, if you could wave a magic wand and there would be some extra thing that came with this book, what would that be? I ask these questions anonymously, so I never know who it is that's um, filling out the form in response, but I got a pretty interesting question through that form, and I wanted to tackle that today. Here's the question. Is there anyone in the world who can explain the difference between a USP, which is a unique selling proposition, UVP, which is a unique value proposition, and positioning in a way that makes sense to this newbie? This person goes on to say, I thrive on precision and the waters that I've been swimming in to get my head clear on this seem awfully muddy. I'm an, I'm an INTP, if you were wondering. That's the question. And I will take a stab at it. I'm not sure <laughs> that I can make it clear enough because I'll give away the punchline here. I think the difference between the way people think about a unique selling proposition and a unique value proposition is meaningless. So I think that, you know, I, I've looked around, you know, to see what other people say about the difference between a USP and a UVP. And to me, I, I mean, one uh, sort of group of answers is they are the same thing. Another group of answers is there's this this important but difficult to explain difference between them. And that's really what I disagree with. I don't think there is an important but difficult to explain difference between those. Why is that? You might wonder. Well, when you when you look at folks who are talking about, you know, the, this sort of subtle, arcane difference between a unique selling proposition and a unique value proposition, they talk about this distinction between one of them being an internal facing thing, and the other being an external facing thing. And that's fine because I do think there are maybe are cases where you internally within your business might have a way that you think about your value that's different than how you would express it publicly. But I think for most of the people I work with, you know, solo self-employed software developers, there's just no, no reason for it to be that complicated. That's why fundamentally I, I think it's there's just no need to have these two subtly different ideas and master the differences between them. I just think it's overcomplicating things. As you think about what sorts of things inside your business might guide your decision making and the and how you prioritize what you do in terms of business activities it starts to look a lot like what I think is a more useful, valuable concept, which is to have a, a vision, you know, a sort of desired future state for what the some part of the world looks like after it's been affected by your business. And it could be a very, very small part of the world. It does not have to be this grandiose, huge vision for how you're going to, you know, make all of humanity better off or different. It could be, again, a very, very small part of the world, but this idea of having a vision 
to me, that's maybe what sort of what people mean when they say that a unique value proposition is this internal facing idea of what your value is. But to me, um, you know, that's just a sort of that just kind of evaporates in the face of having a really bold vision for making some kind of difference in the world. The unique selling proposition is considered the sort of public facing version of unique, your unique value proposition. And anytime there's that distinction between something you would say um, secretly or privately and something you would say in the presence of your clients, I, I always have to ask, well, why does that, why is that distinction there? Why would there be something that you would never tell your clients? I, you know, I, I guess there could be a good reason why, but it, it begs the question, what, what are you holding back from them? And if your job is really to help improve their condition or, or to make things better for them or to move the needle for them, what would you hold back? Uh, why, why would you hold back in, in, if that was your goal? I might be missing some really obvious <laughs> um, situation. I might be kind of pushing towards a sort of absolutist position that is uh, is too much. I don't know. I will say though, I really wonder if there's, you know, if there's some, if there's a version of your company that only you, the principal of the business, um, is privy to, then I just would wonder why is that, and um, you know, is is that something that you wouldn't want your clients to know about you, and if if so, why? why is that? <laughs> you know, I would ask why a lot of times if you felt like there was some, you know, version of your uh, business that was, that you're privileged to know about, but your clients aren't. And I'm not talking about, you know, hey, we're going to unveil this new service. It's not quite ready yet. We're still tweaking it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if, if there's something you see about the value of your business that you're not telling your clients, why not? So, that's me being a little bit pedantic, but also just sort of pushing towards simplicity and saying, I don't really see a need for these two separate terms. There's some other things about the unique selling proposition and the unique value proposition that are worth talking about. Namely, the first word, unique, and the last word, proposition. They all have this, you know, share this idea that what you offer should be unique. And I mostly agree, although the world is a big place, so the chances of you creating something that is 100% unique are kind of low. That's okay, though, because nothing has to be 100% unique. It just has to be unique enough that it becomes the best option or the most desirable option for a set of buyers and that set of buyers needs to be big enough and small enough so that you have this right-sized opportunity. But basically, it is, um, to me, the value of, of saying to yourself, okay, I want to I create something that's unique, is not necessarily the destination, it's the journey. Because if you, if you, if you are currently at some sort of generalist provider of software development services and you say, what makes me special? What makes my services special? What makes my services unique? That question will haunt you until you come up with an answer for it. 
And it will, I think, for a lot of people, create this uncomfortable place that you'll be in for a while. But there'll be a resolution to that discomfort. And the resolution will be figuring it out, figuring out what is special or could be special if you change some things about what you do. And to me, that's really worth doing. So I, I do sort of resonate with this idea that your, you know, your sales proposition to the world should be somewhat unique. And if it's not now, don't, uh, don't give up hope. It can become that. And when it becomes that, I'm here to tell you it's a, a wonderful place to be in. And it contributes to you having a powerful market position. So, you know, the questioner asked, could I explain positioning? And there's a number of ways I could explain positioning. I think the simplest is to say simply that it, it's how you're thought of by the market. So it's, it's not something that you directly control. I think that's the most unique, interesting aspect of positioning is uh, you don't control it directly. You, you can influence it. You can develop over time. You can cultivate over time a, a good market position, but you don't directly control it. And if you just think of it as how you're thought of by the market, that's also, I think, a very productive way to think about it because you then have to answer some other questions. Well, what's the market? Because if the market is the entire world of potential clients, there's no way they're all going to think about you in the same way. It's just too big of a, a group of people to try to influence their perception of you. That's okay. You just make the market smaller. <laughs> it's, it's usually um, that's usually that's what you need to do to make your business better. Is just go after a smaller group of people that you can uh, connect with and build trust with more effectively. So there's that uniqueness part that matters, and then there's also the the um, proposition part: unique selling proposition, unique value proposition. Proposition's a word that I don't think it's used a lot these days. It feels, to me anyway, sort of old-fashioned. It maybe evokes what, what happens between a prostitute and a John, but you know, proposition in a business context is your offer. You know, hire me for a week, and I'll deliver the following results. Pay, them, pay, pay me this amount, and I'll you know, solve or begin to solve this problem that you have. So a proposition is... Um, you know, that's also an evocative word in that it starts to make you say, okay, well, how do I package my services? You know, the kind of um, refuge of last resort, if you don't understand a way to package your services uniquely, is to say, well, I'll give you access to my services for an hourly rate. And, you know, that's what we'll do. It's difficult to do anything other than that without also first picking a target market and, and getting a few years of experience in working with them. Once you've done that, then the ability to package your services in an interesting or compelling way increases you know, dramatically. I think there's a sort of threshold of experience you need to have with a particular target market before you start to understand how they're going to respond and, and what's going to create exceptional value for them in terms of how you package your services. So 
you know, the proposition, the unique, so let's just kind of focus on the unique selling proposition. To me, that's the most, um, that's the one word I wouldn't get rid of. And that's simply saying, um, you know, what are you going to, what, what sort of packaging and uniqueness are you going to offer in your services? And how are you going to talk about those in a way that, you know, that's compelling? Positioning, again, you know, the simple, straightforward definition of that is um, how you're thought of by the market. And there's a number of ways you can influence that over time. I'm going to not talk about that right now. But positioning is basically some future state where you have a desirable market position. You're thought of by a, a group of people, a small enough group of people that you can actually influence how they think about you. You're thought of by them in a particular way oh, you know, so-and-so is, you know, the go-to person for this thing, for, for, for us, for, you know, this audience, this market vertical, whatever that is. Hopefully that helps add some clarity. I'm not entirely sure it does. Um, the bottom line, I think, to me, is that USP, unique selling proposition and unique value proposition, are so similar to each other that it's it's not helpful to try to think of them as separate terms. And this idea that you would see your business internally different than your customers see it is one that I think raises more a lot of questions. So to me, the bottom line is uh, a unique selling proposition is some, you know, some way, some unique packaging of services that you have. And the value is clear and what people are getting is clear. Positioning is how you're thought of by the market. It's possible to influence that, but it takes time. Well, that's it for this episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. During this fraught and divided time in the history of the United States, it's good to remember that what unites us all, every man, woman, and child, is that we have all eaten the whole goddamn jar of Nutella in one sitting at some point in our lives. Let's focus on what brings us together, people. Let's focus on Nutella. Nutella.